Sportsy Show. And welcome to the Sportsy Show. This is Championship Chatter with the Commissioner, Volume 8 of the 2021 Fantasy Football Season. I am your host, uh, Pat or Chucky B, whatever you want to call me. I am the Commissioner of the League of Enthusiasm and the Dynasty League. And uh, with me is my guest. Uh, Al, your defending champions of the Never Nudes. And we're just going to get right on into... uh, our week eight of the league of enthusiasm and what happened all right so first off we have a recap real quick we have the yetis versus the anti-dentites i fucking couldn't make it happen this week against nick's team who did not score a lot of points and had the unfortunate uh derrick henry injury so he beat me though 106.7 and 96.9 and uh significantly lowered my odds of making the playoffs but considering there's a bunch of teams that are four and four and really the only top three positions in the playoffs look to be secured i still have an outside chance to make the playoffs and i have to win this week against brad or else i just really have no shot but then our next matchup of uh, week eight was the weapon x project versus the shy style hot dog heart attacks we had jake versus tom in a pretty close match which ended up being the match of the week and uh tom picks up the narrow victory here 114.3 to 108.9 and he just had a few more position players there that outscored jake's uh that's just really what happened this week and then we have Sean versus Brad, the Guru versus the Chicago Twisted Maniacs. Uh, Brad's team actually put up a lot of points this week, and he would have beaten a hell of a lot of teams. But he ended up just going up against the high scorer of the week, the Guru, Sean, 137.4 to 125.2. And then we have probably the shit bowl of the week. We've got Come Get Some versus Demac Flop Servant, Dan versus Jordan. And Dan picks up the third week in a row of low score and this is 73.6 to jordan's 84 points jordan picks up the huge victory there then last but not least we have trey versus rob your mom loves black chub versus rob zombies rob picks up the dominant victory 123.3 to 103.5 to secure a two a six and two record uh overall to uh al went two for three in his predictions of week eight and i went four and one which brings us to a tie overall 18 and 17 in the standings um i told you i was going to come back and i was going to secure that victory over you al yeah I'll, uh, I'll pull away again doubtful doubtful all right so the curse update tom is four and four now and if i'm a betting man which i am i would hope that tom is going to get knocked out of the playoff contention by a team like myself who's not as good in the standings but it'd be sweet sweet justice for me if i could uh fight my way back into this playoff picture and the unlucky team of the week i actually have is nick even though his team won against me he lost Derrick Henry, his MVP top vote getter, likely out for the season, probably is going to get passed up in the vote, and that's just an easy $50 that he could have banked in, and now he's not going to be able probably to have that opportunity. So I have him as the unlucky team of the week. Yeah, everyone who has Derrick Henry is pretty sad today. So. And an MVP race update. 
Uh, Derrick Henry is still in the lead with eight votes and a 176.1 overall fantasy points. But in second place is Cooper Cup, who has eight votes as well with 151.9. So you got to figure in a couple weeks here, he's going to pass up Derrick Henry just in overall fantasy points. And if nobody else is able to contend and those guys are top vote getters, looks like Cooper Cup will probably walk away with this MVP. But we have a dark horse coming up in the rear with six votes elvin kamara and a total of 106 109.6 fantasy points overall then we go over to the quarterback race and still in first kyler murray 13 points but we have a new holder of second place with matt stafford of rob zombies coming in with 11 points and 202.4 fantasy points overall and in third place third place the weapon x projects joe burrow is still there with 11 points and 172.3 fantasy points overall. So there's a big margin between between him and Matt Stafford. Can Matt Stafford really put the push in there for Rob to get the quarterback of the year, or is this going to be Kyler Murray's thing to lose? Uh, it's the way it's set up, I can see Stafford um, catching up. Um, Especially because he's on the better team, Rob Zombies versus Kyler Murray, who is on your mom loves black job. Yeah, Murray is just incredible though just fantasy wise like i'm still wondering if he's gonna have the it factor as an nfl quarterback to like win the big games and stuff but like fantasy wise he's damn near perfect so now we're gonna get into our predictions for the league of enthusiasm week nine all right so all right so the first game on the slate is uh Biggest game of my fantasy season so far, and that's because I'm 2-6 and six and need a big victory in order to continue to potentially make a playoff run here. And I am luckily going up against the Chicago Twisted Maniacs Week 9 versus Brad, and he doesn't have any Bron- or Buccaneers players because Tom Brady is on by this week, which is great for me. Projections right now have me winning, but he does not have a kicker or a defense in there, and I do not have a tight end at the moment. I'm sure your uh, the tight end waivers are pretty pretty barren as well. They are. Yeah. So hopefully I can get a stab in the dark there, and uh, hopefully. Just hope you pick up the guy who scores a touchdown that week. So exactly, I'm going with myself to pick up the big victory over Brad though. Uh, I'll go against you. Make it interesting, so uh, we don't have the same record. I'll you do Brad. keep picking Brad, and he just keeps losing, so that helps for me. Yeah. Next, we have Sean, the Guru, versus Chicago or Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks, and this is a pretty big matchup. We have the six and two second place Guru versus the four and four currently in fourth place Chicago Twisted Maniac or Chicago, the Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks. We got two Chicago themed teams here, and it's killing me. Uh, Tom versus Sean. I'm picking Sean. I assume you're probably picking Tom. He does have that great quarterback combo. Yeah, but... I'm picking against him because of the curse. With how Mahomes... Mahomes has just been not looking anything like he is. And uh, Sean's got Lamar, so I'm just going to go with him. Even though he does have one to bring him down, so... That is true. But he also has Daniel Jones. Uh, For how bad Wentz has been, he's at least putting up points. Um, 
the Giants aren't really moving the ball, so I would probably stick with Lens. Next, we have Come Get Some versus the Weapon X Project. That is Dan versus Jake. Dan is riding a three-week lowest points in the league streak. Let's see if he can get out of the basement, but I still don't think he's going to have enough to get a victory over Jake here. Uh, I think I would have to go with Jake just because of uh, if you're if the low score three weeks in a row, then... Yeah, and, and that's really bad news for him because he started off so good and he just had a bunch of terrible fucking injuries. Both teams are 4-4, four and four, so it be a huge win for Jake to get pushed up a little bit higher under that playoff um, playoff window. He's currently slated as the sixth seed, so he would be a wild card team right now. And Dan is on the outside looking in, but I think this is just going to further push him down the line. And we're both going with Jake here? Yep. Next we have Nick's Yetis versus your mom loves black chub this is obviously nick versus trey and nick is our first place team at six and two and trey is a playoff team right now four and four in that fifth seed looks like he's got a couple of guys on by trey is does um it, right now the projections still have nick heavily to win but i mean that's without looking in depth at what's going to happen here in their matchup See if the little TV can pull it up quickly. I looks like Nick has already changed up his lineup here because he does have everybody in there. He does not have any Derrick Henry in his lineup. I'm gonna go with Nick. He's got Jonathan Taylor, who I think well, for one, I'm hoping, but um, he plays the Jets on Thursday, so I would imagine he's gonna have pretty probably big, a good night, twenty point game probably. Kyler Murray is questionable at the moment. He does not have Geno Smith. He also lost Calvin Ridley to retirement. And uh, his other second quarterback is on bye this week as well. So, I mean, he's going to be hurting this week. I'm going to also go with Nick to beat Trey this week. And then last but certainly not least, we have... The 6-2 Rob Zombies versus the 3-5 to Mac Flop serve. And we got Jordan versus Rob here in a battle. Uh, Jordan needs this victory pretty badly. And Rob can just uh, not coast, but he, he's got, a, he's got a, an, an easier potential win this week. But he does have Jameis Winston in his starting lineup right now, which is not good. He's out for the season. And his Tyler Heineke is also on bye, so it's going to be a little rough sledding for Rob this week if he's not able to pick up a quarterback here. Yeah, I'm going to have to go against Rob just for uh, for how valuable quarterback spots are. I uh, actually am still going to go with Rob just because of the dominating effort that he's been having so far this season. And I kind of also would like him to beat Jordan. So that is our League of Enthusiasm wrap-up for Week 8 or Week 9. Right Sorry, in. volume eight, and uh, we'll see you next week, Dan. <laughs> Welcome to the Dynasty League portion of the podcast. We had some heavy hitting teams going down in week eight. I'm a little fucking pissed off that I didn't get to play one of these five teams that I would have fucking dem demolished and would have picked up my first victory in route to my main goal now, and that's winning a game before the Detroit Lions do which means I got a chance. If I can win this week, they're on by. They don't even have a chance to win. They can't lose, but they also can't win. I can. I'm playing Mark this week. It's going to be a tough, tough battle. I'm hoping that 
all of his guys eat bad sushi and they can't play and I'm able to pick up a fucking victory. We have been constantly, consistently scoring over 100 points each week after we made the, like... What we was were, that, three three weeks in a row now? I, yeah, I think that's like three or four weeks in a row now after we had talked about whether or not there was a chance I was going to score over 100 at all for the remainder of the season. And then since that conversation, I have not scored under 100 points once. Two, three, yeah, four in a row. Damn. So now you're four and four on getting over 100 points. Yeah. So, I mean, like, hey, that's something to look, you know, we're, we're looking good in that aspect. Also, looking to trade some players. Anybody need some guys? Uh, come at me. I mean, you need quarterbacks. Don't try to tell me you don't. And don't try to give me some bullshit. I'm not taking a second-round pick for a top-15 quarterback. Yeah, Tom. You can blow me, Tom. <laughs> and don't try to tell me you don't know who Javante Williams is, Tom. Yeah, I question your uh, fantasy knowledge if you don't know who Javante Williams is. It's not like he's a no-name. He was a high-second-round pick. It's not like you've never listened to a fantasy podcast ever. Because that's what I would think if you told me you don't know who Javante Williams is. You're full of shit. I don't know. I would mind Javante. Yeah, but you don't want to give me what I'm asking for, probably. No, probably not. All right, so let's do a recap of week eight. So uh, we both went four and one this week, and so our close prediction record continues to stay just one point a game. Uh, I'm 28 and seven. You're 29 and six. And here is the way that the cookie crumbled last week. Uh, I unfortunately did not pick up a win against Ryan. Ryan did beat me 123.3 to 103.8. I was really hoping I was going to pick up a win this week against Ryan, especially considering like he controls his own destiny more than I do. So whoever has my first round pick, you're welcome. Suck my dick. I just saw that Henry Ruggs was in a serious car accident earlier today in Vegas. Oh, really? That sucks. Yeah. I'm on Twitter seeing if uh, anyone gets traded since we have at this point. How serious? Like, is he alive? on it um but yeah as of now there's less than two and a half hours until the nfl trade deadline so just kind of i believe i I don't know 100 percent because i haven't checked the the rule book but i believe that our trade line is that is uh week 10 so let's just get in the rundown of the rest of the card here we've got a potential playoff matchup and i called it the game of the week but it ended up being like almost the low scoring game of the week that goes to Trey and Mark. But we have the shy style hot dog heart attacks defeating the reigning defending champion Never Nudes 96.4 to 82.3. Then we have the Gotham City Rogues versus the Guru. And Jake was able to pick up a very dominating victory over Sean, 109.5 to 67.7. Then we have the champion favorites, the team that I'm backing, the team that you're backing, the Green Bastards versus Fugoffs. That would be our future champion, Zach versus Rob. And he picked up a, another dominating victory, 152.2 to 115.2 in a route to continue to hold on to first place. Then last but certainly not least, we have the Shipwool, 
Johnson's out for Harambe versus make Juju great again. That would be Trey versus Mark. Mark picking up the easy victory by more than 20 points, 86.7 to 66.3. Yeah, that was pretty uh shitty. Yeah. That's why I called it the shit bowl. Yeah. I don't know. I like how that there's a, a clear separation now that uh, I'm assuming we're getting to this next, but uh, Rob's trades really made it distinct. These five are contending. These five are rebuilding. Yeah, there's definitely a uh, a bigger like distinction between that now, and the the waiver wire pickups I that I thought were the most um, not jarring or anything like that, but the biggest ones were Mark picking up uh, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, for pretty cheap. And just kind of being able to put him on his, you know, his bench. And then Zach picking up Zach Ertz, tight end for the stretch run. Giving himself a better chance uh, with a, a better tight end than what he was rostering before. Sorry, I was just offered Debo Samuel in a different league and I had to look into it. Apparently he got hurt, so. Oh, that's uh, good for a different league I'm in. And then we get to the blockbuster trades of the past eight days and that would be rob making two huge trades to pretty much just say hey i'm in rebuild mode uh first off rob traded russell wilson and david montgomery to jake for his control of his destiny back getting his first round pick in 2022 and an additional third in 2022 from jake I was surprised that Jake didn't have to give up more, but the fact that Rob is getting his own pick back, which um, he can probably bump up to like third or fourth, and then the fact that Montgomery and Wilson are both currently injured definitely lowers the value some. It kind of gives Jake some depth for the stretch run if these guys are able to come back and play at a comparable level to where they were at. Yeah, the fact that Jake's a game behind um, Mark and Tom for the playoffs kind of stinks for him, but... um, yeah, the last, I don't know, they should both be back probably soon. So it'll definitely help him out. And I know Jake was saying that, you know, Russ might be a one-year rental because of his contract and stuff. But, like, Matt Ryan went for $89 and Russell Wilson's way better. And he's going to be $20 cheaper. So I'm still imagining he'll be either kept by Jake or traded and someone will keep him at that contract. So. And then we have Zach solidifying that he is vying for a championship this year by trading Two first-round picks, uh, 2022 first and a 2023 first, and a 2022 second, all of his own picks to Rob for Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, that one uh, made a lot more sense as far as what came back. I get that Zach's picks are going to be low, but... um, I would say it's a little bit of an overpay on Zach's part, but it's also, like you're saying, like his picks are going to be um, more towards the higher end. Yeah, it's if he's pretty much guaranteed, not necessarily guaranteed, but he should be a lock for the playoffs this year and the way his team set up probably next year unless Brady retires and he kind of gets screwed over at the quarterback spot. Um, In which case, hey, Zach, I got guys available. I'm sure they'll be available next year. Yeah, which um, I believe Zach's out of first-round picks now. He still has a decent amount of seconds and thirds. but um, Yeah, but next year, you know, he'll get his 2024 picks coming in. and Which is true. Um but yeah, no, that's I thought oh, it's in general a good haul for uh for Rob. And um 
Yeah, I mean, Rob brings in three first-round picks and two or a second and a third by moving these three guys. And if you want to look at it like that, then it's not a bad move. He's able to get a first-round pick for each one of them, plus a little bit more. I thought he could have at least squeezed out another second-round pick for. Um, I think he should have gotten more from Jake, but with with those guys being on IR and Jake being out, like not, he's he's right now is on the outside looking in, and so it's a good move for Jake, in the fact that like if Jake can continue to pick up some wins here, then when these guys come back, they'll be huge huge boons for him, but he also has to remember that he's got to win over these next couple weeks, or else it doesn't matter if he made those moves for those guys because unless he's going to keep them both it's kind of a lost lost move for him so i mean like right now we're not going to be able to find out with this trade like who wins this trade in the short term there really is no winner right now in the extreme short term because yeah we we just don't know they're all the the three i do like the trade for jake though like i don't i don't want to say i don't want to call jake out and say it's a bad move because i think it was a great move he got he got two guys for like below what i think he should have got like i think one of those guys should have been able to get yeah like he he should have paid more i think they're it was basically buy one get one free yeah with their aging contracts i think that they'll definitely still be keepable next year and you know jake can just get rid of some other things i'm not sure like i know he was still given a big contract to um Taysom hill so it's not like i think he i think he pretty much cut jason i think Taysom hill's already gone okay um but like that's something he's not gonna have to deal with so like him going into next year with uh russ and herbert is top two with baker as his third like that's that's a great that's that's i would i would pay what he's paying that's the ideal setup because he's got Two guys that can end up being, you know, top three for the year, and then he's got a he's got a great a, third a top backup. half third backup who, you know, I still think that there's a chance he could be a better fantasy quarterback once that offense kind of. I don't know. I feel like consistent, I feel like he's kind of showing that he's more Derek Carr and less super elite. I think Derek Carr is actually really good. Like, I think Derek Carr is better than Baker at this point. Um, I, I'm not sure if Carr is drastically better than Baker. If he is, like, maybe. But you have to remember, too, Baker's been dealing with this shoulder injury, which, if you want to say just for the season, I can see an argument where Carr is better than Baker, but long-term, I would have. I don't think Baker's shown Baker. that. I don't think. I think the only reason why you would prefer is because Baker's significantly younger. But other than that, I don't really feel like there's any selling point on on Baker over Derek Carr except for age. Um, I've since Carr's been in the league longer. Uh, you can kind of you have there's more there's more film on Carr to say this is kind of what he is yeah. and whether or not like he's it's, just outperforming what is normal. Baker still had like I think it was. Um, second half of his rookie year when they fired their coach and uh, Kitchens took over. If you took those eight games, he was on pace for Andrew Luck numbers. Like, it was literally exactly Andrew Andrew Luck numbers, like four, over 4,500 yards, over 30-something touchdowns. Like, he was legit. So, like, he's shown the ability. Like, obviously, he's come back down to earth since then and at times has looked bad. But, like, I find it hard to believe that he would get bottomed out and be bad. Um, and I think he has just a little bit more likely of the higher upside as well. 
Plus, I just think it's a better offense. So, like, if your offense is scoring more, you're more likely to have those passing touchdowns. So. All right, so let's get into our predictions for Week 9 uh, matchups in the Dynasty League. So, first off, we have uh, the Little Jerrys versus Make Juju Great Again. I'm going to go ahead and take Mark. Um, yeah, I'm going with Mark. I feel like that's a pretty simple one. I haven't won yet this week or this league this year, so it makes sense. Uh, Sean versus Al. We have the Guru versus the Never Nudes. Uh, I'm definitely going again or going with you in this matchup. I believe you're probably taking yourself too, especially since you love to pick against Sean. Yeah, between picking for myself and picking against Sean, I feel like this is a lock. Next, we have brother versus brother potential playoff matchup my favorite and yours to win the 2021 championship of the dynasty league the green bastards zach versus the gotham rogues jake both teams making significant trades this past week to bolster their lineups for a playoff push i've got zach winning this pretty handily i uh i think it'll be close but i'm still gonna pick zags his team's just been playing too well and um I don't get why he's the favorite one. I've had all the bad luck. I got Watson. All my running backs keep getting hurt between Chubb, pick Barkley, against Al at all. Derrick Henry's out now. Kelvin really quit. Michael Thomas still hasn't come back. Like I've I've had some hardship. You deserve to lose. You're the champ. You deserve to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck it. Then we have next uh, Johnson's out for Harambe versus the shy style hot dog heart attacks. Tom has an opportunity here to make that playoff push that much better by pretty handedly in my point should be able to defeat trey but we'll see what happens i've got tom beating trey this week uh yeah i'm gonna go with with tom i think it's a a clear difference between the two teams there's a contender and a rebuilder so last but not least we have a battle of the can battle of the rebuilding teams uh rob just recently throwing his hat into the rebuild mode and ryan who started weeks ago but picking up a big victory against me last week, hurting himself in the process. We have the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers versus the Fug Offs. I am going to pick Ryan to win, actually, this week. Yeah, Rob, I believe, only has uh, one active quarterback. Uh, he's going to have to start Case Keenum and just hope he gets in the game. And then also, he only has three running backs on his active roster. Two of them are on by, so... Um, that's a rough that's a rough go for rob this week so yeah i'm gonna have to just go with uh go with ryan and that's all for uh us here at the sportsy show for you this week uh fuck off i got work to do